Welcome to Tuke Talk, a video podcast by the band Tuke, and brought to you by Blackfrog Media. We chat with the best in the music industry from yesterday and today with a focus on the good old days of Canadian rock. This episode originally streamed live on Tuesday, April 14, 2020 on Facebook Live. Now, here are your hosts, Todd, Brent, Shane, Corey, and Darren. All right, here we go, guys. We're on. All right. Hey. Going on, guys? Hello. We are live, yeah. How's everybody doing? Hi. Well, awesome. how are you? Doing fantastic. So I guess uh, you should probably introduce yourself because no one, you know, I mean, everybody knows who we are. But they don't know who the hell you <laughs> well, that's are. Okay, you know, just you kidding. Know, it's, uh, we're just here to uh, to talk about you guys. This, after all, is Tuk Talk Tuesdays at two. So even though we're wow. even though we're about ten minutes that's late, ten lot. minutes late. That's all. Ten right. minutes late for Tuk Talk Tuesdays at two. So. Two talk Tuesdays at two ten. <laughs> exactly. So I guess everybody wants to know what have you guys been up to. How's everybody holding up in uh, quarantine isolation? What are we doing with our spare time these oh. days? Where is everybody? Just so everybody can mention, Darren, you're in Winnipeg, but where's everybody else? That's Dave Swicky, our 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 director of our music video. He's also in Winnipeg. I assume are you? Yeah. I am indeed. Yeah. Corey and Shane will both be in Los Angeles. Just a second. Corey is at... (laughs) 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 And Fitz and I are both in Las Vegas, so... uh, But this is, you know, we may as well be on Mars and Jupiter and wherever else because this is just as, you know, distant in its own way. Yeah, how you guys been holding up? How's the, uh, you know, going from playing nonstop and doing, you know, all these exciting things to just being held up in your... Your households. How's everybody holding up? I'm having a blast. I think my wife's going to kill me, but I'm having a. I'm okay. <laughs> Are you wearing those masks every day, Todd? Behind you? I get in full, like you know, late, late set, like late era Elvis, where I dress in a full like Darth Vader costume and walk around the house spinning. <laughs> this one's huge, actually. Um, yeah, no, honestly, I struggle as I might. I managed to get in about 12 hours of TV a day, uh, <laughs> play some guitar, get creative with the guys via Skype, and uh, yeah. that's pretty much been the, the brunt of it. You know, honestly, it's like the, uh, I think everybody's in the same boat. It's just trying to keep busy and keep, uh, Shane's always playing the drums, so I keep following him and going and thinking like, oh man, I should probably be doing something because Shane is still being very active and productive. Yeah, seems like it. Always on something on the go. Mm-hmm. So, it's always showing off. We're we're trying to make use of our time while we still have studios. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, we'll have a little mobile rig in the van down by the river. Exactly. <laughs> by mobile rig, you mean like one of those like cassette decks with the you press the remember to press play and record at the same time. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean, we've been uh, promoting this now for about a week. So of course we've got. Uh, a number of people wanting to know and uh, of course we got some questions coming in so we'll just kind of feed this through oh by the way that's darren steen from black frog media he's uh not wearing any pants but he's here in charge exactly. of this entire thing <laughs> well I, I i thought this was pants optional <laughs> well it's always pants optional before or after the quarantine it was always pants yeah, optional. no doubt <laughs> 
<laughs> Shane, where'd you go on me there, buddy? Oh, I lost. I, I see him. Shorts. I see Shane. I see Shane. Wearing your Bermuda shorts. Quite attractive. What are you? What are you in? Uh, what are you wearing today uh, downstairs, Corey? Uh, I've got. It's a family on. show. This is a family <laughs> show. Always a family. <laughs> yeah, it's a Manson family show, unfortunately. But I do have my um, my. Sure. Let's say it's hey, it's giver. giver time. It's giver time. I think they spelt it incorrectly, though, didn't they? Spelt it wrong, but that's okay. But I got this from my niece Allie. I think she's watching. Thanks, Allie. Well, Corey, we've, my sister, we've been yeah. back and forth on that a number of times. So, I mean, what is the correct spelling? Allie's wondering well, where her shirt is. What the problem I think, is right now? I think the the correct spelling is whatever you see the most, whatever you can find the most. So, yeah. in this case, I think the way that we spelt it on our album because we did a bit of yeah. research right ahead of time. What's the best way to spell it? Um, but if you start getting into past participles and all that kind of stuff, like we uh, we really gave her or we're <laughs> giving her tonight. Then we have a major problem because me and Darren really disagree on that. Well, if you want to get if you want to get technical about it, I would assume the expression comes from "give her," like right. "give her shit" or "whoops." Yeah. Am I to say that? No, I just got kicked off the thing. Right. But um, so I would assume it was like how you have it spelled on our album is perfectly perfectly so. That's probably acceptable as well. But I would assume the word "give" G I V E because you have G I V dash E R, so G I V isn't really technically a word, is it? No. I think we're spending way too much time on it. We'll get to the bottom of it. (laughs) Apparently, this this came from um, a store in BC. It was called the Uh Giver Store. Everything in there was Giver merchandise, so they built a whole brand off of this spelling of it. I have some of those, too. There's like a a Guns N' Roses GNR type logo that's Giver, and uh, uh, an ACDC logo with Giver. Yeah, the same company does all those. They're amazing. I think I always lend... uh, my opinion to the classic FUBAR movie, where of course all of us Canadians get the, uh, you know, the correct term. So that was my reference when we were talking about it. So you always got to go to those guys. A lot of people are. A lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people probably watching aren't aware of the of the uh, FUBAR movie, which is a Canadian uh, Calgary. I think is the proper area it comes from. But the prairies where we come from, these guys are from Winnipeg, I'm from Saskatchewan, Shane is from Alberta, and it seems to be a fairly universal language throughout the prairies anyway. And FUBAR is a ridiculous movie that is really funny, Absolutely. and you should check it out. After after this, make it your homework. Somebody online just yeah, said, I think the Canadian spelling is givur, with the uh, French kind of uh, G-I-V apostrophe E-U-R. <laughs> wow! Well, definitely actually, in uh, definitely in yeah. Quebec. That sounds, <laughs> well, that sounds way classy. Well, that ties in. That ties into know, my like, next question have... here because somebody online, uh, Tatiana Rose, wants to know uh, who named the band Took and why. I remember we were just tossing things around, and Corey's Corey had the Tooks. I think Jody came up with the Tooks or something like that, and I think it's, we just I said, think... well, "What about?" I think Jody came up with two heads or two. Oh two heads yes, like we had a whole list of possible names. Yeah, um, they were all and, ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, but I still but think Canadian my favorite references. is it, my my favorite is still the Fun Ken Wrights Band. 
I love that's that. Such a, that's such a deep yeah. reference. <laughs> but Took, Took, uh, uh, does anybody have a Took handy that they can point out? I mean, this is technically a beanie, they call it in America, but a Took is usually has a pom-pom on top. In Canada, it's a very Canadian reference, and literally only in Canada. I have one over there, but I can't reach it because I'm stuck behind my... Oh, there you go. This is that's a Took. The Telemiracle. There you go. Yeah. In it, Canada, that's a very Courtesy of Telemiracle. Courtesy of Telemiracle. John is Saskatchewan. That's a two. It is a two. It's just a very Canadian. Because we built an entire thing based on Canadian music, it seemed like we had to have a very Canadian name. Makes makes perfect sense. So there you go. It also means, uh, I think Fitz and I came across the idea that it means touch in uh, maybe Portuguese or Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. And talk. Which is a cool name. Cool name for a band. So that's maybe why someone from down there might ask, why did you name your band touch or talk? Well, because it's actually a Canadian reference, and it's a, it's a slang word. Is it really a word in the language? I don't know. But sometimes T-O-Q-U-E could be spelled. I mean, there's a million arguments. But also T-O-U-Q-E. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, right. Well, yeah. It's kind of funny because it's one of those. I kind of like it because it's like a word like rush or kiss, you know, like just kind of a word. So two comes off kind of like that as opposed to Led Zeppelin or The Who or, you know, the something. It's just kind of like one word, took, boom. Yeah, but I know a lot of people who don't know the name or how to say it will be like, "Is your band called Toke?" And <laughs> it's lot, like tongue in cheek. But all my American friends say Toke, which yeah. sounds way, way kind of more. I don't know, like like we're being really crazy, you know, drug talk. No, it's it's literally a hat to keep your head warm. <laughs> <laughs> Japanese pronounce it Turuku. Turuku. So we have, to, we have to invent a kanji so they can actually see what the actual pronunciation is. Wow. Which is a great change. Uh, and then after you explain that, you have to explain to everybody what a kanji is. Yeah, it's, a, <laughs> it's just a change. Okay. Can, you, can you just talk to us in Japanese? Because I just do love when you just go into full conversation with people. Maybe ask yeah. me a question. Shane's pretty good at the Japanese. Uh, how about I ask you... Um, friends in Canada that could come up with a kanji for Took. Hi. <laughs> What's your <wrong? laughs> There you go. <laughs> That's actually like perfect because I know a ton of Japanese people, you know, Canadian Japanese. They might they might already have some kind of uh, thing. Well, we could in, we could manufacture something that's kind of cool, you know, with two kanji. So. Oh, I'm, work I'm working on that right now. So given the uh, okay, cool. given the uh, Canadian. Homeland here. Somebody just asked online, Megan Ketchison. All of you guys live in the U.S. now. What do you miss most about Canada? Darren Steen. Coffee crisp. <laughs> <laughs> and Dave Swing. Oh, Coffee crisp. crisp yeah. <laughs> Coffee crisp. Sure. Hickory stick. Well, <laughs> this is all Canadian junk. You can't order that on Amazon now. I mean, you can ship anything anywhere, right? <laughs> I miss I miss Cuban lunches. Yeah. <laughs> Remember those square chocolate bricks? Remember, Cuban they're lunch? still at every yeah. grocery checkout here. Yeah. Are you serious? My mom those salty potato chips, regular with the melted chocolate. Yeah. They're awesome. Yeah. Let's have okay. a wow. You can make a long list because all your English friends, when England English people go places, they bring like tons of weird english food with them because they just they miss it so whenever we talk about it there's a long list of ketchup chips old dutch specifically ketchup chips 
Old yeah. Dutch, uh, Arrow Bars. Uh, there's a list of a long list of specific junk food that when you would go down to the states, you'd walk into the the candy bar aisle, chocolate bar aisle is the Canadian, and it would be completely alien. Like, like what is all this stuff? You know, because in Canada we have a specifically different bunch of junk food to enjoy. That, I like that. That's our our major difference is eating poorly is the, is the difference <laughs> we, we see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Okay, we got another question here. This one goes to Todd. Um, Kaylin Provo. Todd, how do you approach a song sung by a female vocalist? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually dress in drag to record it for the full method effect of it. Uh, but that's just something I do for myself and for Corey or whoever happens to be in the studio. <laughs> um, honestly, uh, we, we had to kind of adjust a couple of keys um, because girls naturally have higher voices. So a couple of the songs we we drop down a couple of steps or whatever. And uh, but I mean, you know, you kind of just sing it, you know, and you just kind of uh, try and make it your own. I think that's true of all the songs. You kind of have to make it your own when you're doing some kind of cover song, anyway. But like with Alanis or Toronto. The Darby Mills song, the Headpin song, is pretty much the same key. So, but that's different. That's that ACDC screaming thing. So, that kind of works how it is. But uh, yeah, that's a good question. Kalen hey, Pro from Hamilton, Ontario. Yeah, exactly. Yes. In, in uh, I got to add to that because Corey and I were there together um, when you recorded uh, the Darby Mills "Going to Make You Feel" song, and I remember you were a little under the weather that day, and you still <laughs> fucking nailed it. <laughs> I don't remember that. Wow. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, you were kind of like, I don't know, my voice is a little tired and I'm not feeling. And Corey and I were like, come on, you can do this. And of course, <laughs> you, just, you just nailed it. So, well, I appreciate that. It's kind of like one of those things where you're, uh, you know, you, you just kind of, there's no real, you either are going to scream that out or you're not. And it's kind of like, if you grew up singing ACDC like I did in the clubs, it's sort of Darby sort of in that. I mean, I couldn't even touch what Darby does, but it's sort of my own version of that. You know what I mean? Headpins. So, Corey, you're head kind of you're kind of at uh, at the um, Took Central there because your studio is kind of where most of our our recording yeah. has gone down. That's exactly right. And if you notice above him, if you notice above Corey, you'll see uh, Steve Austin, the Six Million Dollar Man, and Bigfoot. As played by Andre the Giant. <laughs> and guess, guess, guess who gave me those? Did I? I didn't give them to you, did I? Brent oh, Fitz? Brent Fitz? I did. Brent Fitz gave them to you. I got a great one from Brent, too. I should go grab it. Look at that. What did you get from Brent Fitz? The yeah, awesome. Lee Majors. You know how it is. We all we all gift each other stuff that we, we already like ourselves, so who doesn't I like, like how, that? I like how uh, the Bigfoot just basically looks like Leslie West from Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know who that is, but it's funny. Darren, I wish you wouldn't blur the back <laughs> of yours. You have cool stuff behind I'm just blurred to you, buddy. Too. Everybody else gets to see the new, uh, well, the summer tank tops that were supposed to be the hit, you know, as we could see here. Uh-oh, I got, a cavalcade of, I got a cavalcade of dogs that just came in. So uh, we're hoping, here's to hoping <laughs> summer gets back in full swing, so. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> oh, nice. From Brent. Jalo McGinley. 
I should put that right here, actually. What's it so we're getting flooded with this question here, and I'm, I won't uh, even oh, try to attempt all the names, but everybody, of course, is asking, you know, when are we going to hear some new music? Well, uh, we are actually, believe it or not, working on music remotely, which is, I think it's got to be a first for everybody in this thing. I've never really dealt with anything this extensive um, but we've been coming up with ideas and, and, and working towards a plan. I mean, we were working towards a plan anyway before all this came down, and it took us a little minute, a minute or two to realize how extensively long this particular social distancing was going to be. And then it just sort of became like, hey, what are you doing? And we basically do what we're looking at right here. The four of us just get on and talk through some ideas and try and nail some things down. And as you see, Shane has his own studio. Corey has his own studio. So they're, they're, you know, cooking up things for us to later on. Uh, then they, then what they do is they put it onto cassette and yeah. they mail it to me on a 90 minute TDK. And I put it in my Tascam four track. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, but basically the idea is just to get things kind of moving along as we, uh, as we do this. So, and there's a lot of very exciting stuff. I'm actually really excited about what we're coming up with. And, uh, you know, I'm just kind of eager and getting very itchy to kind of get going on, on all of this personally. But you I've know, been listening to new stuff all day, just to let you guys know. There you go. See, Corey's, uh, Corey's living in the future. Whatever I'm doing, he's always in the future somewhere. I don't know. All I have to do is press the space bar on my keyboard right now, and everybody can hear the oh, new yeah, stuff. Oh, yeah, there we go. I'm sure that's oh. going to be flooding now. Yeah. Ah, that, that's oh. a tease. That's a tease. You just go, bunk, bunk. <laughs> and I'm taking, I'm taking the highest bidder. There you go, yeah. <laughs> uh, so somebody else asked, uh, for uh, again, apologize for pronunciation, uh, Gabriella Ferreria. What's your favorite song to perform and why? Uh, go ahead. I gotta think about it for a second. I gotta think about it too. Uh, I always like playing Tom Sawyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Rush, exactly. Well, Actually, mostly because, because I like, I like to look back at Shane when he gets to, you know, do all the drums and stuff. And it's not me on drums. It's Actually, cool. <laughs> and I'm sweating because I got Brent coming over with a bass. I'm like, shit, I got to know it's part. It's like a, it's like a teacher-student uh, thing in for every uh, single scenario, right? No. Yeah, it's just both, we both know the part so well. It's just kind of like we egg each other on. In those okay, kind so of again, again, here's another uh, yeah, you know, question we probably got about 14, 15 times. Outside of the ones that you've already done, what are we looking at for upcoming songs? Anything that you guys haven't touched yet that you'd love to to record? There's always lots of ideas for things. I don't know how keen we are. We, we, you know, the, each guy has ideas of what he'd like to do. It is a Sheriff song. Corey always wants to cover that. I think it'd be really rad. Uh, Sheriff is a Canadian band. When yep. I'm with you. Alias. It was a big hit in the States. Uh, it went on to- That's in the Guinness record. Every, everybody's checking their headphones now. Freaking out. <laughs> Thank you, Corey, for singing that in the proper key, too. It was, right? Was it? It was. Was it, was yeah. it like Arnold Lenny? <laughs> Arnold Lenny? Yeah. 
And he went on to go. Frozen Ghost. Frozen Ghost. There you go. Yeah. Bill X. That's right. Phil X was in. Yeah, that's right. Phil X from Bon Jovi. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? Nice. I, there's a lot of Canadian songs. Eyes of the Stranger by uh, Paola's I Love. High School Confidential by Rough Trade. We've never done a Triumph song. That's an ongoing conversation about Triumph. I, I don't even really know where we land on that. Um, but there's so many songs that, that I love by Canadian bands that, that we face of like Figuring that all out. Uh, Linda, Linda, here's a good one. Here's a good one for you. Yeah, some haywire. Linda Malarski asked, any particular reason why you guys don't do any Tragically Hip? (laughs) 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 Uh, So who wants to take that one? Well, well, we did. Um, We we recorded a Tragically Hip, and we gave it away as a free download when we released the album. So that really, that's, that's, you know, so we, we did. We did, and we yeah, do. What did you and well, we actually, somebody pointed out to me, a journalist once pointed out to me, he says, you specifically um, cover music from a very specific era of Canadian rock. And I never really thought about that until he mentioned it. And I go, you know, he's right. Between like a five-year, maybe yeah. eight period, and that's kind of what we focus on, is it isn't just Canadian rock. It's actually the Canadian rock we grew up on. So although something like Alanis kind of sticks out as modern-ish, which is funny because that song is, what, 30 years old, (laughs) 20 years old, I don't know. Um, So it's kind of like, you know, we really kind of more focus on Kim Mitchell and Streetheart and all the stuff that we grew up on. And that's kind of, that's what took really, the whole thing was sort of built on that. It's not really about like, now we're going to cover you know, I Mother Earth and Our Lady Peace and the Tea Party, you know, those, that's, we love all those bands, but that's not what Took was. Took was more like us covering the songs that we, as kids, grew up right. loving, you know what I mean? Is that, is that the most yeah, politically correct answer of all time? Thank you. Somebody down totally. south, well done. Uh, Corey said right, wait, that, wait. Uh, they thought they sounded like their tornado warning, the, uh, the test pattern when you were screaming there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry about that. Go and check their their headphones now, or, or get an ear test. Yeah, exactly. Dogs everywhere. Dogs exactly. everywhere. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, we got lots of other questions here. I say, yeah. Do you all have loved ones or pets to help pass the time with? And do you do lounge room performances to entertain them? Yeah. Oh, yes. I got four right now. Corey, where's your dog? Uh, if you're watching, Jody, send them out. My wife's watching in the inside the house. <laughs> I am. I spent a yeah. lot of time with these guys right here. <laughs> That's your pets. Yeah. Actually, Todd has babysat our dogs I a have. number of times. I have. Dog set. Oh, yeah, mine are awesome too. They are the they best. These guys. They got so who's Star Wars. That? Introduce us, Star Wars Oh, this is. Oh, so well, this is Steve. He came That's from the refuge. So we already had the name Steve. Animals. I love people name is great. Yeah. Steve. Yeah. It's a very personal. I do have I don't know, Mike. Oh, oh look at this. Oh, kitty. Kitty, kitty, that? kitty. Look at that kitty. Dave, that, I've met that cat. That is the coolest cat ever, Odin. He's a pretty Gorgeous. cool cat. It'll get Odin. Odin. Yeah. Wow. Hey, Odin. Like, doesn't want like anything. Paw. Podcast. <laughs> Paw. 
podcast. Nice. Dog. So that, that was a two-part question. So um, the other part of the question, this was from Anna Goodwin, said, also, how do you guys come up with concepts for your videos? Or do you just leave that to your producers? Uh, we do. Dave, you want to feel that one? They reject I think just usher you guys out of a bar and bring you down listening. to a, a dingy uh, watering station and <laughs> say go. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like, yeah, it was. Hey, what's yeah. going on? Dave, you want to add anything to that? He didn't hear the question. He didn't hear the question. He had his ears out. Oh. Uh, my buds were out. What was oh, he said, uh, <laughs> how do you guys come up with concepts for the videos? Or video in this situation. They haven't seen the next one yet. Oh, man. Well, uh, I mean, the next one is just a... Uh, Don't give it away now. They brought me in the middle. Well, talk about the new one. Talk yeah. about the old one. The old, the old one. So you guys probably sussed out the location, I assume. Let me just walk you trying to do this. You guys had an idea of the location? Yeah, we had like down down there a number of times where you guys got to town. So we knew we had a 48-hour yep. window with you here, so... Yeah. Is, that, is that where you guys would yeah, go drinking exactly. after school kind the of thing? Watering hole. Yeah. <laughs> Abandoned water station? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just like I mean, a, a great uh, location, great, you know, backdrops, and uh, you bring a cool band in there and light it up and kind of, a, you know, just feel really fortunate to have gotten into that uh, space and and uh, and shoot it there, but it was kind of one of those, you know, just uh, just lended itself so well to so many visuals and to different, you know. I mean, you could just do anything in there, right? So it was uh, kind of that's awesome. It's kind of a it's having the talent that you have to be able to just look at a, a space like that and go like, let's put a rock band over there in the corner and see what happens. You know, it's like that's what's so cool about that. Yeah, I mean, you know, we spent so much time, like, you know, especially myself, just, like, you know, blocking shots and going, like, hey, where am I going to put, uh, you know, Fitzy and Todd and Tori and, like, what we're going to like, moving stuff around and getting all the, uh, you know, the top end of it kind of shot and just playing around and having fun. And and it was, uh, it just kind of all fell into place. It's, uh, you know. Hey, did you film... Uh, I think I already know the answer, but he kind of filmed it with one camera, right? Yeah, I was just going to say, tell him how, how I got short with you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Did you? How many oh, goddamn times do we have to do this? <laughs> yeah. That's what I know. Yeah, he's, like, he's like, okay, let's do it again. And, and this is after like eight hours of doing, giving it 100% every single time. So like, yeah, yeah. And he looked at me confused. And I'm like, seriously? We got to do this again? Don't have enough yet. <laughs> uh, you, you guys were real troopers. I know we like went till one in the morning, but we were supposed to start at ten, and you guys didn't show up until like one or two. So, <laughs> get... no, exactly. Really? It's, it's our fault. No, I, I agree. You should all check out Dave's band, Jet Set Saddle, and a pig, or, or, or a great band that Dave was in. Do you guys ever still do stuff? Your band? Uh, we do. We actually had a, have a show booked uh, for the summer, but uh, with the whole COVID nineteen oh, stuff no. going on, I, I don't think it's going to happen. So we're it's going to be uh, how long has post, it been postponed? Uh, well, we played a, a gig last summer. Oh, okay, cool. for the uh, October it was awesome just to hit the stage. Go on YouTube and find Jets at Saddle. I'm also working on one of my songs now. Doing yeah, when do we? Before, which when is do we kinda, get to see your new video? 
Uh, soon. I'm, I'm thinking about me. I don't know, couple couple weeks or so. But it's it's uh, a little bit challenging because I'm shooting it all myself and I'm in it and directing and kind of and editing. Basically, and, that's uh, so awesome. I have some help and uh, you know here and there, but for the most part, I'm like you know moving the camera with my foot and doing quick pans and kind of trying to make. <laughs> Maybe you can send me, uh, when you're done, make, make sure you send me the VHS of it so I can really actually look at it. VHS, <laughs> perfect. Or maybe Beta now, now, Dave, I don't know if Beta maybe Max. I'm the only one privileged Beta enough, Max, but have you shown down. these guys the, uh, the B-roll footage that you sent me? <laughs> yeah. Oh, for, for my video? It's oh, it's classic. <laughs> it's classic. It's classic. It's classic bulldog for sure. We talked. We talked about the uh, the video for uh, never enough down at the water watering station, and yeah. I still can't believe that we came out of there with no injuries, given the fact that there was all that. Uh, well, you you, you, well, you had injuries. You had a, you got cut up by the drone. correct, but well, oh yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, there was a drone. Yeah. yeah. That was a, uh, okay, so that was with minor one. injuries, it always just reminded me of that old Canadian commercial where that guy was flying around and he says, you know, I'm a robot. I can put my arm back on. Stay safe. You know, remember? <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Astro. My, 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 my name is Astro. Yeah, the old classic Canadian. So you guys want to show everybody the, the new video? Should we segue to that? I mean, just hang tight here. Yeah. We're just going to split screen here. Is this something? Oh, we're yeah. Gonna... Heck yeah. Who, yeah, yeah. So, how does that we no, all go away just hang while the on, video everybody plays? Else will see the video and then we'll come back to you right here so you guys just stay where you are um oh, can i go get a coffee while this is happening or no, are they no, gonna no. see me get as long as you got pants on right i go get a coffee <laughs> 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 all right There's who wants cats. to introduce it yeah <laughs> uh, i i guess i can as directed by dave sawicki we we played multiple shows at we played was it a two nighter we played at, at in two Winnipeg nighter, yeah. two nighter. a great club that's what we do and uh, so we wanted to do a, we shot a live version of our ex existing only original single um, never enough for you and. Uh, it turned out fantastic, and our intention was to have put it out in order to support this upcoming run of dates that's happening, but because a lot of that is um, giant question mark, and because we're sitting here in in stasis, I we figured, like, why not put this thing out and let people have something to uh, entertain them while we're uh, all sitting at home? Yeah. Does and anybody else want to add anything to that? I totally. I just wanted to uh, put out a big shout-out to uh, uh, Katie, Raheem, and Adelia for operating the other uh, cameras yeah. and uh, and just may, may, may making it work because I couldn't be in, uh, you know, everywhere at once. So they were, you know, man, the, uh, locked off cams and uh, Raheem doing some, you know, stuff. And, um, and, and, and uh, as well as Howard and Aiden for their technical expertise of like recording all the, the tracks. Totally. And uh, I mean, that was amazing. So, and you know, You'll see Aiden's performance. <laughs> right, well, I'm not going to give it away. There's some stuff. Oh, that's right. Yeah. All right, well, here we go. Hang tight, guys. We'll be right back. But, uh...
Oh, yeah. The, the I just... The, the tender moment. I look fine. <laughs> First of all, Dave. 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 Uh -huh. Well, always, sir. Yeah. It, it was only like three years in, in, in like CGI to make us look human. It was uh, <laughs> industrial light and magic. None of that. <laughs> hey, wait a sec. <laughs> That's the biggest question mark of all is, you know, and it's hard. It's got to be hard for anybody to know if they're going back to whatever job. They, I can only speak for myself. It's like my whole thing is that I just love music so much that it's hard not to be on stage just kind of being able to like have that good time you know so so it's it's a bit of a tease kind of staring down into the uh, future waiting to see if something's going to happen but uh i certainly hope you know I'm, I'm hoping this all gets better not just for music reasons quicker yeah exactly and uh, and so of course the summer dates that uh that were booked. Some of them have already been postponed, but we're still holding on hope for uh, for a lot of the other ones. So I guess everybody just kind of keep track and. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So we'll play that by ear for sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, so somebody's asking, where was the video shot? That was Nashville's bar in Winnipeg, Manitoba. What hotel is it attached the, uh, the to? Canada Inns Transcona. Uh, Canada Inns. Yeah. Yeah. Does there not look go. like a Canadian's uh, Transcona bar. There you go. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, we played there. We played there a bunch. We've been playing there since. When was the first time we played there? Maybe 2017 or something. That night was sold out, and uh, to point out a few things in that, I, I borrowed a guitar from our friend Brad Bailey, and it's a fancy Paul Stanley PS10 Ibanez with gem rhinestoned out. And uh, it just happened to be that night that I played it that Dave managed to catch that in the in the song, and it's like uh, it turned out great. So I got to say thank you to Brad for for loaning us that. Uh, I usually play my prestige guitar, but I just happened to be playing it for that 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 night, and it uh, it sure looks wow, good so on camera. Sparkly guitar, it sounds great too. Wrong, yeah, it does. Yeah, looks awesome. And hey, right. some of that footage, Shane, you took on your GoPro, right? Yeah, I had I had a GoPro like to the left of me behind, so I think some of those wide angles you saw from behind were. Uh, is that is that correct, Dave? Oh yeah, oh totally, Shane. I use a ton of your GoPro stuff, man. That was a great uh, go-to shot. Like, there's a ton of it. So we had the uh, two Canons, the Sony, the Auto, uh, and then your GoPro. So yeah, that was uh, a cutaway shot. It was yeah, pretty amazing More that. More angles you have, the, the better. And it was it was kind of like a fly by the seat of my pants sort of thing that we use a video. It was kind of like, well, hey, I've got all these cameras. Like, why don't we, you know, why not just use everything and just kind of the more the merrier and just kind of go for it. And um, and then, uh, you know, and then the first night I did a bunch of, you know, slow-mo stuff on the Sony, just handheld, and just kind of get that in the can and just kind of do, you know, really you know, cool artsy shit. And then, you know, the second night was more focused on just like, again, the performances and everything. And then it just, you know, I cut it all together and it just kind of 
kind of fell into place. And I love this bass. Yeah. 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 That's really cool. I, to be fair, we have to point out that Corey ended up, you know, uh, uh, mixing and and all the audio that Corey, you know. Oh gosh, yeah. Like Howard sent you know, Corey the like, tracks, and yeah. That's I'm assuming you you didn't fix too much. I don't want to be like, I, you know, well, it's it, it's more just kind of tweaking than it is actually like repairing everything. I suppose. Well, I, I re-sang the whole lead vocal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no wonder it sounds so good. Yeah. No, actually, there there was there was nothing to fix. Yeah, it was just, as it was. Quality of it is great, I think. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. So nobody, you guys can't tell, yeah. but uh, of course, if you saw this on any reference monitor, um, you know, it looks a little different than what you're viewing on your cameras there. And somebody says, it looks like you guys are the Brady Bunch. So they just want to know, can you do like the look around, you know, in the circles, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like a whole, <laughs> the Hollywood Squares Took edition, somebody said, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. So what's next for the next? Yeah, what's what's the next Hollywood couple of weeks look like? Just hanging out? Ah, <laughs> uh, probably write more. Probably write some more songs. Probably Shane will record drums in his house. Corey will make the music in his house, and then we'll eventually try and get together and. At some point. I mean, hopefully this thing gets lifted, not just for music reasons, but because we're all going to go crazy eventually. So, but I would very much like to kind of be in a room together and be able to kind of like, uh, you know, jam and record and, and, and complete some ideas. You know, putting the ideas together on camera, looking at each other this way, there's something productive about it. But I think the human element of actually being next to each other and vibing off each other, too, is, is missing. And it's hard. It's hard yeah, to. I mean, uh, once the technology's advanced enough, we'll ne we wouldn't have to leave our houses. You could just like have a big screen at Nashville's in Winnipeg, and we'll just be in our in here playing. And like good night. <laughs> and then save a fortune on travel, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> and also, <laughs> half the fun is being together and reacting off each other, exactly. And, you know, just being involved. So to me, it's it's. The clinicalness and the coldness of just kind of, you know, doing what we can, we can. I think that it's it's awesome that we can be productive, but it is always better to be together and laugh and and, and sort of react in those moments. You know? So an unknown uh, an unknown yeah. spectator here, Kathy K.K. Kennedy, I believe is how you pronounce it. Never heard of her. Oh, I don't know. Who yeah, is that? She, her only comment is, <laughs> Lee Ren rocks. I don't even know what that has to do with anything. <laughs> Lee Ren <laughs> Liren is loaded question. Uh, Iron, you know how Iron Maiden has Eddie? Tuke has Lee Ren. <laughs> if, 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 Iron, if, I, if Eddie was to Iron Maiden, a free loading. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Lee Ren is. Didn't we Just call him? He's, uh, he's not our yeah. security guard, he's our insecurity guard. He's my <laughs> insecurity guard. Nice, and I feel thank you, thank you. It, it's I pay him about thirty, I pay him about thirty thousand bucks a month, but it's totally worth it. You no, know, you sang great tonight, Todd. You sang great. 
I'm like, oh, it didn't feel that great. You did great. You know what? I was talking to Mike over there, and he said you sounded great. I'm like, Mike, oh, okay. Oh, I've got that picture to share here. It's coming on screen here. Yeah. Why? Why did Because it was a very long day down at the pump house when we were shooting the video, and as you... As you had mentioned, Lee's got a side oh, project. Oh, is this the one with the wrench? That, oh, uh, man. You know, he's been working on some stuff for, so, you know, we've, uh, <laughs> we've got this picture up. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> so, it, yeah, it's on screen now, so, you know, you can... Are you uh, showing it? Oh, oh God. <laughs> that's just... That's Lee. He's, he's our uh, insecurity yeah, guard. Exactly. <laughs> Lee, you're welcome. <laughs> Lee was just thrilled to be in that photo. <laughs> Mm -hmm. He's the best. Lee's yeah. the best. He was there. Oh, he was there. Yeah. We're making the video. Oh, he's there. Where is Lee? Is he in Vegas now, or is he a no, Winnipeg? I think he's in prison. <laughs> Lori Menzak <laughs> says, "Yes, create a mascot." She obviously hasn't seen, right? Yeah, there, there he is. What's his name? Well, yeah, my, my they, they can't see the blur, but uh, that's that's Uncle Hoser. That guy, though. Uncle yeah. Hoser, that's right. He comes out yeah. and throws things special at events, people. Special not events, gifts, yeah. like yeah. He's been special working. events. You think it'd be well, gifts and, and stuff? He made a he made a T-shirt cannon last summer. And he's been dying to use it. There you go. Yeah, when's that going to come out? Hope for these festival dates because you know, I was thinking of you know getting one that you know we could use hockey pucks and such, but you know that probably wouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> Face masks, masks at the door. The two cocky pucks. It's a great souvenir, you know. Sign your disclaimer on, on the way in. You better make them exactly. That's yeah. great. <laughs> well, gentlemen, it's it, awesome. Am I the only person that's crying right now because no, I think right everybody now? is. Yeah. You know, you know what? apparently they've been playing classic games. I don't have regular cable anymore. I only I. I live in the Corey Churko future, so I don't know what's going on. But the uh, but uh, they play classic games. I hear, and everybody's telling me, "Dude, I'm watching the Oilers versus," and I'm like, "Oh wow, where's that?" You know. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, kind of that's why I'm why I'm growing up my beard because I'm I'm waiting oh, for hey, the, we got someone to win the cup. James Curtis. Anybody know James Curtis? Yeah, I know James Curtis. We yeah. all know me and Fitz James, know James. He's from Texas. Great coach as well, guys. Love the hockey jerseys. Oh, yeah, yeah well, that's the guy right there, Darren Steen. My plug here. <laughs> Wait, you're right, Corey. <laughs> there you go. Black Frog Media. It yeah, is great. Darren, for everything you do. Yeah, Darren, Thank you, you are making kind of this, our... uh, this meeting uh, available to us yeah, and no, everyone to ask questions. What, uh, Yes. Yeah, so I mean, just, you know, I guess we're all uh, sitting home waiting, and uh, we'll see what uh, what comes about. So what else uh, do you guys have to say? Uh, well, we've got questions? some. There, uh, somebody's saying, oh, we need, what do we got? When, okay, when is Tuke planning to play outside of Canada? Um, as soon as someone invites us, that'd be great. We'd love to. Um, I mean, honestly, because we're so focused on this this situation we're in right now, once we're past this particular chapter, then we can all start thinking about when we can play. Because I, I'm ready to play. Let's do it. Yeah, play wherever it. and whenever. Yeah, 
and I think once we get our um, some original tunes out too, then you know it, it's not so much just a Canadian thing. It can be for us exactly. to go uh, anywhere and promote promote, yeah, promote exactly. Tuke stuff. Where will we go? Further that somebody's exactly. asking, do you guys ever have any creative differences, and how do you resolve them? Naked uh, tickle fights. <laughs> <laughs> I always win. <laughs> you got the longest arms, that's right. <laughs> arms, yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> I think Honestly. I think what 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 makes us so unique is that we all have the almost exact same upbringing. So all the melodies that are jammed in our heads are similar. We all hear the same things. We all grew up playing the same stuff. Um, so there are very few disagreements when it comes to creative anything creative now as to uh hairstyles uh skin lotion skin products that sort of thing you know that's different but undergarments i think there's just enough nuance you know lack of undergarments to give it you know this this bigness largeness i think that you know the, the music so far is what's come together is uh it's amazing because yeah like you said we all come from the same place, but there's just enough nuance to make it interesting. I would yeah. agree with that. Yeah, Shane's I, absolutely right. I think right, what's though. great in everybody's career, um, even though we, we all kind of knew each other, weren't all in the same bands together many, many years ago, but we all respected each other. And, you know, I remember when I was playing in, in, uh, in Canada, and then I knew that Shane moved to L.A. That was like wow, that dude left and he went to, you know, he went to Hollywood and I was like, so impressed. And then I ran into Corey at a, at a show when I was on tour in the mid 2000s. I think you were playing with Kelly Clarkson. And I just remember that everybody in Canada was like, yeah, that, that guy, Corey from Moose Jaw, he plays with Shania and he plays with all these great artists. And, and Todd and I have crossed paths since we were like our late teen, teens, but Todd was always like the best singer in every band that, you know, like, for me, it was like, that's the best guy in Canada that, that I wished he was in my band. So I always had respect for, you know, everybody that is talking here right now. But we all went and did a bunch of different things. We're all still friendly, but we just never played in the same band together. And then eventually, you know, it's been many years now that we've been a band together, but it just turned into, like, we did some gigs for fun, some charity kind of things. And it just kind of really gradually gradually turned into like we like each other we have a lot of the same you know background and experiences we all live in the states but we're all proud canadian dudes and and uh and and that's why yeah we don't really argue and we we kind of have a lot of the same things we like and agreeing things about music and and uh and it just kind of works it's it's not so, uh it's not exactly. complicated polite canadian yeah. too easily could easily easily lead to hockey fighting which is you know, always a way to That's totally something. acceptable. You reach over, you reach over, we don't agree pull, on our sports team. Yeah, you reach over, you pull the shirt over the head, and then you get under <laughs> like that. That's how. That's how. So, so we're getting a lot of people on here that are saying new to the band, love the stuff, may not, may or may not know the history. Uh -huh. um, and then this kind of ties into a question that we've got uh, a, a number of times here. Um, 
it's no secret that you guys also play in a lot of other big bands touring the world and you know getting to getting to do that and at one point uh, all four of you actually were playing with uh, slash featuring miles kennedy and the conspirators uh, true, a number yeah. of questions came in saying what do your other bandmates think about Tuke and uh, and the material so in your case slash miles shania bees what are these have these guys heard it do they like it are they uh, they into it well support it? Uh, actually one of the biggest reasons that Corey came in to fill in for frank's the door is it was actually slash who brought it up was, what about your guy from Tuke? He, he 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 got a real kick out of it i gave him the cd one day and you know that's a compact <laughs> i gave him the cd CD and and uh, you know I don't know if he's ever going to listen to it. He's he's got he's a busy guy, and he literally like he got in his vehicle, drove, and then as soon as he got home, which was like probably like a half hour later or twenty minutes later, he texted me and go, "Is is this is this fantasy by Aldenova?" Yeah, I'd already explained to him like these are Canadian cover songs, and me and Fitz and some friends got together, and and then he goes. And he kept commenting on how great it sounded and the guitar and all that kind of stuff. And uh, and so when it actually came down to our guitar player, Frank, had to go home. He had some uh, health stuff at home that he had to deal with. And then, uh, yeah, so he actually brought Corey up, even though we would have brought Corey up anyway. But he sort of said, hey, what, what about your tube guy who happens to live like, you know, in Los Angeles, like five minutes away from where we uh, we work. So so that worked out well. So that, right there. And the same thing when, when Fitz went down, it just became like, well, what about your guy from Tuke? <laughs> so then Shane Gallus is suddenly on the drum kit at the at the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee on, on day one. And I'm like, damn, dude, that was a good With time. With like three days notice or something like that, Shane? Yeah. Maybe two. Yeah, well, Shane, ridiculous. Shane, you're not used to playing in front of that many people, right? Coming from the biggest band in uh, Japan, you know? Yeah, exactly. yeah. Shane has played in more in bigger crowds than all of us combined. I think. Yeah, on a regular night, there's like 60,000 60, people at the Tokyo Dome Jesus. or something like that. It's ridiculous, and they do multiple nights at the Tokyo Dome. It was crazy. Yeah. So, actually, you guys love too, as well, especially Koshi. No way. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Well, and we see that we see that too. I mean, just given your addition to this band, um, even just looking at people that are tuning in now and and the orders that we get for the music, a lot of it's being shipped over there. And I mean, I don't think any of these bands have ever broken through, um, you know, to the point where they would have been doing the same. I mean, I think a lot of these bands that you guys are covering are still unknown to a lot of the world, and you guys are helping bring that there. I think that was part of the the, the reason you started this as well. Correct. Which was part of the manifesto to begin with was the whole idea. Wouldn't it be cool if somebody in Japan liked a song by the Queen City Kids or Streetheart <laughs> that would have never possibly heard it? Japan, South America, Australia. And that has absolutely happened. And I'm like, wow, it's so cool that like somebody from South America likes a song by Orphan that we covered, you know, that otherwise they probably never would have heard in this lifetime. So well, that kind of was I the mean, whole I'm thing. I'm sure all of you guys can attest to this too. I mean, uh, you know, playing music in Canada... Uh, in you know even up until the early 2000s um, you know it meant your audience was strictly above the border I mean it was you know it was either that or some some select bands mm -hmm. had the opportunity to break through into the U.S. you know your Brian Adams you know Loverboy but for the most sure. part before the internet 
a lot of these bands were never heard of. I mean, even outside of province, right? But that's true in like, yeah. you know, Finland or Australia or wherever. Like there's different bands in different countries that their specific audience is right there. You know what I mean? And, and we may not be aware of them. So I think Canada has that as well, like specifically Canadian music. And and uh, the two uh, last two records were was sort of built on idea of bands that we grew up and loved and in many ways we were very sort of specific about the ones that didn't really get that much notice we did do an april wine song or loverboy song or um a few of those kind of songs that were universally well known but that was more just kind of like we thought some of those but largely it's sort of more focused on bands that were specifically canadian phenomenons to us anyway right hey Corey, shania twain definitely likes the record too right oh well she, she lo i mean i've been at parties with her where we just canadian playlist and in fact i remember sitting around a campfire with an acoustic guitar trying to remember innocence <laughs> way, way, way before Tuke was even a thing and going man what is that keyboard line and trying to figure out that that uh, minor So, I mean, she's a big fan of that stuff already. She's played probably most of the tube set list in her days playing bars when she was a kid. And I know yeah. she's a huge fan of, of you and Todd uh, because she actually came to see us with Slash in Switzerland right. for the Mon Montreux Jazz Festival. And you and were playing guitar with us that night. Yeah. yeah, I was playing guitar and she came backstage and uh, she was just blown away at the show. So she's a huge fan. Of, absolutely. Well, that's nice to hear. We How love Corey, um, I, I think what was funny, though, was at the end of the night, um, you had, well, you had, uh, Slash had, had met Shania afterwards, right? Yeah, I think yeah. you had, yeah. you know, after our show, we all were on the tour bus and leaving and you'd said something to Slash like, hey, that was really cool. You know, thanks for saying hi to Shania. And what did he say? Something like, what well, do you mean? What was she doing? So there? I ran <laughs> <laughs> she went up to him when I was on the bus and I said, you know, I said, Slash, thanks a lot for photo and visiting with, with, with Shania. And he looked at me kind of weird, like, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> and, and I, thought, I thought it was kind of odd that he kind of looked at me like he was confused at what I was, that I was thanking him for doing that. And then, and then I went to the, to the, to the top, top of the bus and came, and came back, back down later for something. And, and then he goes, Hey did, hey, did you play with Shania Twain? Twain? <laughs> <laughs> and, that's and that's when I realized he didn't, he didn't know, uh, he didn't put it together that no. she was there, you know, to see the Slash show, but that that I was uh, the reason that she got backstage. And I mean, obviously, she didn't need me to go backstage, but um, but or that you were you were yeah. But I I had jumped in with a picture with her musical director director. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. I jumped in with a picture with with Slash and her, and he probably thought I was just real, being a real dick, like photobomb, jumping in with Shania Twain and Slash, not realizing that you know she's my friend. He doesn't always retain that kind of stuff. Like I'm sure somebody at some point might have mentioned that you play with Shania Twain. I'm sure he's like, oh okay, whatever. You know, it's like all he knows is that you play in Tuke. That's the important thing. <laughs> that probably didn't qualify you when he thought about you to come, you know, fill in on guitar. That you probably not, there was no Shania Twain mentioned. It was just, oh, I like what you know. I like the guy. It was all because of Tuke. Yeah, which is story. Yeah, that's pretty cool, actually. 
Because I, I, you know, usually, usually your pedigree is what what you, what gets you more gigs, right? Yeah. And it exactly. and it wasn't my Shania pedigree. It wasn't my Kelly Clarkson credits. It was Tuke that got me into the Slash. Like yeah. Yeah. And cool. for Shane, you know, obviously Slash is friends with the the Bees guys in Japan and recorded with them and whatnot. So, and again, it was just more like, well, Shane. James in the bees, you know, and, and played with Michael Shanker. I think we mentioned Michael Shanker. Oh, really? Michael Shanker. That's way cool, Shane, that you, you toured well, with uh, Shanker. Wasn't Koshi, wasn't Koshi on the first Slash solo album on a Japanese yeah. printing or something like that? Yeah. It yeah. was a bonus track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he knows those okay. guys, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Scott, Koshi's been to his play, his studio, maybe. Yeah. Or yeah. they did it at NRG or something. But yeah, they hung yeah. out. They probably did it at Barefoot in Hollywood. You know what? I think that's what yeah. Eric's like. Eric Valentine, yeah. Yeah, somebody said, I, I had to bring you back into the feed, Shane. I think you got some sort of autofocus or something on your camera, so it keeps dropping you out. But So, yeah, bear with us, folks. This is uh, this is Took Talk Tuesday, edition one. We're like the Simpsons, you know? We come out really crappy, and then we'll, we'll hit our peak, and then we'll just stick around longer than we need to, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Twenty-five years later, we're still here. <laughs> Completely irrelevant and not humorous at all anymore. We got to try to find a way to play. I think that would be cool, guys. I got to say, you know, when I see Jimmy Fallon and they do those little vignettes with everybody, that latest one with Sting was so good. Yeah. I think those are recorded yeah. separately, though, yeah. aren't they? They have to be. They yeah. be doing that. We, They're great. We could all try playing live, but it would it actually probably would be pretty amusing how out of sync our playing totally would be. Amazing. I'll start. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. People don't understand that there's a sync problem going on that the time between me and everybody else is all, is all out of whack. So trying to play together is... When you see people doing that, it's probably been pre-recorded, like... The drums are sent, and then we start putting stuff on top of it. There's been a few well, that is the fact that I think the internet is probably is being used a lot more now that everybody's at home and has nothing to do. So, of course, you know, you look at even things like Netflix yeah. who have reduced the quality it, of their makes, video because of the fact that you know you get millions more streaming it all the time. So, exactly, this is our chance to redo Tears Are Not Enough, guys. Come on, as every day goes by. Can we close our eyes? I can do it myself. <laughs> and now our innocence is lost. Uh, I think sang. Yeah, it was Gordon Lightfoot. It was Gordon Lightfoot, Burton Cummings, and then Anne Murray. So you just kind of like bang, bang, bang. Three huge Canadian superstars off the top of that song. Most people That's are going, right, what yeah. the hell is Tears Are Not Enough? What are you like? talking about? Yeah. Tears Are Not Enough was the We Are The World uh do they know it's Christmas, uh, but Canadian style, all the Canadian heroes at the time. It's an 80s song, too, so you got... Brian Adams, Anne Murray, Corey Hart, Lightfoot, Corey Getty Hart, Lee, Getty Lee Neil Young. Yeah, Neil wasn't Neil Young, Young the one Young. where uh, they told him to, you know, change his vocal stylings, and he refused? Yeah. I mean, I think he just sort of yeah. sort of, yeah. he just sort of sung out of key thing, right? Yeah. That's the sound. Getty Lee was awesome. Getty yeah. was awesome. Getty Lee. There's a lot of cool people. Mike Reno from Loverboy. He kills it on that. Yeah. Yeah. So two things to watch. Fubar and Tears Are Not Enough. <laughs> <laughs> there's actually a great 
there's a great making of Tears Are Not Enough that I, I watched recently, too. It's like a whole, like, documentary type thing about it. As produced by David Foster, the famous producer. Yeah. Well, You know what's great is when Frank Sidoris uh, first joined the Slash Band, poor, poor Frank had uh, spent way too many hours in the back of the bus with Todd Kearns and Brent, the two Canadians. And <laughs> for some reason, all this stuff would randomly come into our psyche and we'd, like, subject it to him. But I'm pretty sure Frank... <laughs> can sing and play many Queen City Kids songs now and knows the whole Tears Are so Not Enough song. How do you think Frank got so good? Sandy <laughs> watching live right now says, yeah, it's about time maybe you guys should come up with a new one and uh, you know support the frontline workers. Which is probably not a bad idea. Yeah, that's right. Idea. Idea. Totally. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not a bad idea. I, I can't imagine. I can't believe people got to be out there working in this. It's, it's terrifying. I, I really worry about people just having to be like hands on in this, in this thing. I can't imagine. It's terrifying enough going to the groceries. Yeah. Uh, as you would imagine. Um, the, the, the one of us who's spent the most time over in Asia living mm -hmm. and, and playing over there. And the, the whole idea of wearing, you know, a mask is not uncommon over there. Right. Uh, and it's just, it's not a North American thing. And, like, I've been going to the stores in the last week here, and, and I'm wearing my mask just because it's a, kind of a respect thing. I feel, I feel good about it. I feel safer, I guess. But I know I wear, a lot of people. I wear this one here I usually wear. It seems to work at the best. This one's falling As long as you're not getting... It's not uncommon on, yeah, in Winnipeg. Whatever. People are no, always but, uh, going into stores with masks on, whether there's a virus or not, you know. <laughs> and a handgun. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, ski mask. Just kidding. Well, they're, yeah. they're usually wearing a balaclava. Yeah. 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 With a Glock. Oh, but it's true. Like, uh, I remember, Shane, when we went up and did the Telemiracle, you were already on it. Before all this went crazy, you already had a mask. And I thought, well, that's because Shane has been over to, you know, has played so many years over. And, and you know, Corey, you've been over there many times too. Todd and I have played. Uh, and we were just in China Absolutely. and, you know, we were wearing our mask. We went, I remember on the wall, we were on the great wall. I was wearing my mask the whole time. So maybe it's a good thing that there's a lot more common seeing people and not thinking they're going to get robbed, but people protecting and being, you know, it's a health thing. So not to get all, you know, medical here on the show, but it's, it's actually, it's been uh, it, cool. Like I've been going to the grocery store and noticing that everyone's wearing a mask. So, yeah, I mean, it's, you yeah. have to, it's mandated now. You have to wear a mask here anywhere. <clears throat> You go out. No, it's it, it, it's it's amazing how far this has gone, how serious this has become as time's gone by. Because it's you know it starts off you know from the beginning of this thing to where we are now. It's just kind of like wow, okay, you don't need to wear a mask now. You probably should wear a mask. You know, it's 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 amazing how seriously we've had to take this now. And I I think it's for the best. You know, I think it's you know hopefully this all passes by as quickly as possible and we can get back to. You know, I, I'm trying not to, I keep telling my friends, I go, don't feel bad if you're not being productive. There's nothing wrong with sort of kicking back and taking a break because the rat race is going to fire up and you're going to be sitting there in traffic going, totally. uh, and you go, you know what? I got to sit at home for a month. I'm happy to be sitting in traffic, having to go to work and make money for my family. So, but, you know, I really worry about everybody's sort of, you know, because uh, it's got to be tough. It's got to be tough for anybody who... Who's you know, you know, wondering where that next check's going to come from? And we're all in the same boat. We can't do this forever. <laughs> Highland, 
Hi, Lynn. <laughs> where's my drink? Lynn, where's my drink? Lynn, where's our drink? Oh my God, did they see me? Is that yeah, a glass of wine? Um, so, so, so Inger, Inger says uh, yeah, she wise. thanks you guys. Hey, uh, because, oh, really quickly, Darren. Are you uh, day drinking? No, it's actually is five it, What time is it there? So, yeah, it's okay. I, I, and you're drinking. It's a glass yeah, of wine at five twenty p.m. Has an album called Five O'clock Somewhere, doesn't he? Or is it? <laughs> now is that is, but is that is, the first yeah, drink yeah. of the day, or is that? Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I'm just making sure. Please, yeah. you're watching the watchers. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so so Inger said uh, we are way more Canadian now apologizing if we get too close to people so I guess a lot of people have you guys to thank you know teaching these Canadian mannerisms around the globe yeah awesome. Mike Myers says some, in, in his book he has a book called Canada which is really uh, very Canadian as you can imagine but he goes he calls it a when two when two Canadians get to a to the to the door. It's a, called a Canadian standoff, <laughs> where it's kind of after you. No, after you, after you. Yeah, exactly. I'm, that's I feel that all the time. Although the English the English always claim that they're pretty uh, perpetually apologetic as well, which I think is you know it's not a bad way to be that you're kind of like oh I'm sorry no no I'm no, sorry you're absolutely right Brent everybody's asking about yeah. the coffee mug what do you got in there what kind of coffee are we drinking these days. Um. Uh, this is a, a gift from a friend of mine. It came right from Colombia, so it's um, some probably some Juan Valdezzi kind of uh, good stuff. Pretty strong, yeah. I make it with a French press at home, so What's that's my. Cup? Oh, most important. Yeah, see, you're in a very small thing, where it's a toque. Oh, is it toque? mug. Toque. It's toque. <laughs> those, yeah. those were a limited run because very they, uh, they don't ship well. No, I know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's Rue. Can't you make them out of Tupperware? That would be great, right? <laughs> <laughs> made it. Can we forever? Can we partner up with Tupperware? Yeah. That'd be a great cross promotion. <laughs> Tupperware's still around? Sounds like a very like my childhood or something. Yeah, we have the Tupperware. I think they were bought. Yeah, I think they were bought by Shut Up. We're redistributing it now via Cattel. Exactly, right. but that stuff still tests uh, the test of time, man. Like I have Tupperware from like way back, and it's still. I know, right? Well, that's if you can find them. I think Looser, that's somebody really said it's actually Tupperware's the fucking lid. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, the lid's the first thing to go. You're like, damn it. <laughs> no, exactly. I actually, I actually got a spanking because of Tupperware. Yeah. You want to hear my story? Oh, yeah. You know what? I've apologized a million times for that spanking. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was three, I had this light blue Tupperware cup that was my preschool cup that I'd drink, you know, when we had snacks at preschool. And my fam during the summer, my family and I went camping, and there was a really swift-moving river beside our, our campsite. And I had, and, and I remember people saying, yeah, the water's so clean, you could just drink from it, you know, without any filtering. So I had my, my Tupperware cup, and I, and I put it down into the, into the river, and it was so fast moving that it just shot right out of my hand, right? It was like rapids. And, and because I love that cup so much, I jumped into the, this fast moving <laughs> river to try and oh, grab geez, it. Bruce. It was already like what? a mile down the, and uh, my dad grabbed me just at the last second, and he gave me spanking because I... You know, teach me not to jump in after my tough workups. Wow. 
was that like the, the flange kind of cup that came in like multiple yes. colors? Can I, yes. I know. Yes. Flange lip. Sippy cup. Flange lip. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Yep. Well, funny. you know. My parents still have every piece of Tupperware that we had as kids. My parents never threw anything out. So. And then they took whenever I go home. The big cookie cups were like pushing down and kind of had like a, you know, a pattern there. And it was like, but that stuff lasts forever, man. It does, yeah. It will outlive us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at the end of the Planet of the Apes, when it's the Statue of Liberty, they should have replaced that with a stu- with a Tupperware cup. <laughs> it's like, oh, you, you blew it up. <laughs> Damn you all the hell. So, so, so Tiffany, Tiffany from the uh, the prairies, um, who also I believe is uh, part of the uh, the Two Q Club on Facebook. You guys check it out. Um, her her question is: If you guys could walk into a room and only have to listen to one song every time you walk into the room, what would it be? <laughs> it's raining, man. <laughs> That's my uh, go-to. Super fluke. Woman James. in Love by Barbara Streisand. Ooh. <laughs> I actually really like that song. From Jets of Satellite, Best Way to Die. Hopelessly devoted to you by uh, Olivia and john Dave gets a plug Ooh. in there, yeah. Um, yeah. Thinking. That Dave's just like, that's Gene Simmons thinking yeah. there. Boom. <laughs> Self-promoting. Always. Oh, come on. I love it. I love it. I'm not thinking that way at all. I'm just having. Oh, that's fun. exactly it. Right. Well, I mean, if anybody was down at the video shoot, I'm sure they wouldn't say never enough for you because after we all left that day, I think we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't really want to hear that song for a long time. That was a long day, man. Yeah. Like, uh, you, I mean, you guys were such. That's a. You know, I just I remember like it was like you know almost one in the morning. I'm just like, you know, another like, time. Let's like, go another time. <laughs> Hold on. And it was cold. Like I have no it idea. Was cold. Like, yeah. Give me like a few more takes, you know, doing those like uh, up top thoughts, and uh, and we did them, and you know they turned out well, and it, it's I can't express how much I uh, I know you, you, I'm sure you wanted to punch me in the face by the end of it, but I was like, I just I know what I wanted to get and kind of just Corey did. I had to hold him back. I was like, <laughs> dude, I was very low on blood. Yeah. My blood sugar was very low. I know if I had an apple, then I had a few more in me. Exactly. Delia was bringing you guys fruit. That's, you know, yeah. apples and shit and everything. Delia. And, oh, oh, Delia. Between, between you and I, Dave, I wonder who's heard the song the most times between me mixing and you video doing the video editing on this. Oh, I, I think I have for sure. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah, the best was when we had it when we had it playing to the cowbell click track. That was the best. We had the the Will Ferrell donk 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 going all day long. And, and you know, I'm still not sick of it. I, I heard, you know, and I'm, it still raises the hairs in my arm. I didn't want to flip a table. It just sits. It's a, <laughs> it, it incites violence in you. I love that. Wow. Really hey, Todd, didn't you demo the the vocal like in your living room? Yeah, Corey came over and we just did it in my house. And I guess I re-sang it. Did I re-sang it? I guess I must have re-sang it. Yeah, yeah. No, no. We we actually used everything that you sang. Except for, I think, I think a bridge. I got you to recut a couple of things in yeah. my studio here. But everything else was Todd singing in his living room in Vegas. And uh, I actually have a picture that I that I should post of that. Should, session. yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. 
You guys, that, that's where the magic happens. So just anybody's welcome to come over to my house and sing in my living room. <laughs> I, I I charge about five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, stay out of my house. <laughs> it is funny though how resourceful we are. As if you look back on how we made records, we usually made records late at night or during the day or in between making other things and. You know, Shane, you'd cut drums at your studio. Corey, you'd work on stuff at your house. I remember on the first record, we kind of like had a, a one or two day window and we had two studios at once uh, going. Remember, Corey, we were doing drums in the other and nothing was like, oh, we're going to make a record over, you know, three or four months. We're, we kind of like cram these things in and, and Todd sings stuff in his living room and then it ends up being a keeper and then it ends up staying on a record and... And, and, you know, and then we make a video for it and then you kind of go, wow, that we didn't overthink a lot of that. Yep. We just did it. And that's how we're going to do all the new stuff. We'll just make it yep. work. Much, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it, that's the beauty of the whole, the whole situation is it's like, there's often a lot of thought spent on like what kind of, you know, this to use or that to use or where to do things. And often I think we kind of like psych ourselves out. And I think Corey's pretty good at like, let's just do this right here. I'm like in my living room. Okay. Todd, uh, Todd Bru uh, Bruce Kulik just chimed in. He says, I caught you guys five bucks. Come on, two bucks at most. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Kulik, ladies and gentlemen. Bruce. Bruce. Hey. Everybody's saying hi to Bruce. He's the best. Derek Williamson, hi from Thunder Bay. Yeah, represent. Thunder Bay. Woo. Darren's from Thunder Bay. Darren's from Thunder Bay. That's right. Yeah, I got a lot of friends from Thunder Bay. Is it in town? The is now a parking lot. Paul Schaefer's from Thunder Bay. Yeah. Is it really? Wow. Probably for for good reason. They always they often say that anybody, if you grew up going to the in town, or you're immune to this virus, so you're all good. You know. Exactly. The terrible things you've done to yourself will just save you from that. Let's put let's put a question to the audience. What? Because we because I, I need some new binge material. I'm already working into this Survivor seasons and uh, Amazing Race. Wow! So uh, everybody give their uh, their one binge thing they recommend. Yeah, good, good. And good I've already question. seen uh, Joe Joe Exotic yeah. Tiger King. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Did We've you see that last night? There was a TMZ I think extra special about Tiger King. Yeah, I heard about it, yeah. It negates yeah, so, a lot of the things that were reported or something? Yeah, uh, we taped it, Christy and I watched it, but of course we've already been through Tiger King, but now we want to see this, uh, there's like uh, an add-on to it, so you can, I don't know if you can search that out, but uh, it, so, yeah, Tiger King is fascinating. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, yeah. I got to admit, I, I I didn't even think to watch it because I thought it would be boring, seen and, it. and I just yeah. had to watch it because I needed to know what everybody was talking oh, no. about. So, and then, and then, like anything, you just I'm like one of those get I'm addicted. A, Somebody's saying Ozark. I Ozark saw the trailer, is, uh, is a like, popular one coming up. Yeah, Ozarks. Ozark. Yeah, I, mean, I, I love that. Shit's uh, Creek. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Shit's Creek. Really good. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Eugene uh, Levy. Oh, there too. Um, cool. Netflix coffee and Kareem movie. Coffee and Kareem. I think we saw that. 
That's uh. Way dark. Coffee. Yeah, I think it's comedy that's on there. That Bruce, I see Bruce Kulick coming. Do not mention Tiger King. Come on, Bruce. Of course, mention Tiger King. Bruce Kulick doesn't have Netflix. He's not allowed to talk about nothing. What is Tiger King all about? What's the fill me on the soul? Watch it. It's honestly, David. Dave, it's the most normal thing you've ever heard of. <laughs> no, it's actually the most craziest thing, and it's crazier and crazier and crazier yeah. every episode. Yeah. Basically, somebody that happens to own large cats is only the smallest premise that I can tell you. Is it? It's a guy who owns large cats, and it's just insane. Yeah, colorful characters, totally insane. I love it. Uh, yes. Of, you know what's the best part? Is his music. Of which, that's not... <laughs> oh, yeah. You know this? That's not him singing. Did you know that? Oh, no. He really? Hired, Are you serious? He hired... I knew it. There's two different guys. Yeah. But then you like... Yeah. There are apparently two different guys who sang those songs. And you're like, oh, oh my God. Of course he hired... His voice, is so, wow. his voice is so much smaller. Like his talking voice. Yeah, he's got and this Well, hey, Corey, you can't judge a book by yeah. its cover. We all heard you about 45 <laughs> minutes ago there. You know, and you know, you never know what's going to come out of somebody. <laughs> <laughs> but we also heard we also heard uh todd your live it's version bananas. of uh tiger king on uh facebook a couple of weeks ago i had that song stuck in my is that and i go that's that silly tiger song i saw a tiger and a tiger saw a man and i was like what does that even make sense that is what is this even about like who spends like you know I spend all my time with tigers, and then all I do is write, write songs about tigers. You know, it's like it's so crazy. I'm like, wow. I, I, I have uh, well, hang on, maybe maybe if we uh, ask nicely, Todd will give us a little acapella. I, yeah, Todd, do it. I don't have any. <laughs> no, no, I don't have an acoustic <laughs> handy, unfortunately. Uh, Mind Hunter. What's that? Mind Hunter. Is great. Mind Hunter. Mind Hunter is That's a good uh, one too. My Hunters. It's uh, based in the seventies when they first came up with the term serial killer. But it's not a documentary. It wasn't even a term back then. It has to be a good song because James Curtis says Todd sang that song and it was stuck in my head for a week. So there you go. That's true. Honestly, you can't even remember how it goes right now. Uh. I'm actually looking at the feeder. Yeah, there's a lot of good... Uh, Under TV arrest, shameless. Okay, great. Well, uh, I'll look back. I'm watching right now. I've been watching this show called Kidding. It's a Showtime show. It's Jim Carrey's show, and he plays kind of a... Uh, like He's like kind of a Mr. Rogers character, but his whole life is falling apart behind the scenes. So it's like this really... It's sort of darkly Jim Carrey-ish, but it's... Uh, pretty entertaining so far yeah which it just season two just started so i devoured season one and i'm gonna watch season two while we kind of started season two but it's it's pretty right. out there great cast right. uh i have watched pretty much everything so <laughs> sad to say i've watched a lot of stuff like this is good i'm kind of like the the connoisseur of 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 binge watching television and film but uh but you're smart too because 
you're, you've gotten rid of, I think, basic cable, right? So you don't have to worry well, about. I, I, I came home from CNN on your. Uh, on yeah, your no. Uh, I don't watch the news. The news is like is is no fun. But uh, yeah, I just kind of got rid of regular television, and it's always fascinating to me to actually see commercials once in a while when I go over to my parents' house. So I go, oh wow. But yeah, it's like we I got a couple of streaming things and that's basically all I watch. Or if I want to watch a series, I find Todd, it and uh, I watch that and Todd get on somebody with it. on uh, the only thing Facebook, I miss is uh, Jamal says, based. Hey Todd, if I recall you were in a movie way back. You want to plug that for some home viewing? I thought this was a family <laughs> show. We can't talk about pornography. <laughs> oh Todd, Todd in his six <laughs> feet of separation. It's funny because <laughs> No, no, Long Todd Silver. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, they're very short films. Very short. A lot of like, a lot of apologizing, Crying. weeping, quietly weeping in the in the fetal position. No, uh, I was uh, I was just talking to a friend of mine. A friend of mine, Ryan Robbins, was in this film. I was in a movie back in '97 called Horsey. It was a Canadian indie pro production, and a bunch of my friends who were actually HS, by the way. Before he went into uh, Shania yeah. Plains, I was I was yeah. going to share that story because you were actually in a I I got you in one of my sure. student yeah. films. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Wow. So, so I was in I was in a computer animation course, and one of the things we had to do is we had to write a story and, and film a live action sort of short story, and I I did one on domestic violence, bad guy who was beating his wife. So we were, we were in a scene one day. It was everything was really serious, and and uh, and he's yelling at his wife, and then he starts hitting her. Right? And, and uh, <laughs> no, I said, "Okay, action!" action. I wasn't yeah, really hitting anybody. <laughs> I said, "Okay, action!" And he starts doing his thing, and then he goes, "Dude, dude, dude, amazing!" I said, "But can we do it again without the sound effects?" You <laughs> 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 really. Yeah, I used to make the sounds. Do, do, do. There were like Bruce Lee noises I was making. Like, you know, I've never done, like, I've never acted any scene where you're, like, fighting. So it kind of, when I did it, it was basically just play fighting with my brothers in the backyard, kind of, you know. And I was like, oh my God, I totally didn't That's realize what I was doing. Making. So, you know what? If I was ever in, a, in, a, in Star Wars or Star Trek and they gave me a phaser, I'd be going pew, 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 pew every time I. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's thirty. Know each other. Yeah, and that's yeah. like ten years knowing each other. That's a long time ago. I know. Yeah. Todd, yeah. what is the thing that keeps coming up? Um, a few people have asked. They go, "Hey, we see you and Todd and Frank in a documentary about the rainbow." I haven't seen it yet, but I think you mentioned it. Yeah, no, I, I was actually watching that. Uh, somebody told me uh, about all these music documentaries on, on Amazon Prime, so I just went down the Rainbow Bar and Grill on the Sunset Strip in Hollywood. There's a great documentary about that. And it's just kind of like I'm watching it, and out of nowhere, Slash has been in it multiple times already. Slash starts talking, and they show this footage of Brent, myself, Slash, and, and Frank just jamming. And I go, whoa, what? I rewind it and I go, that's... And the funniest thing about it is it's the footage of Frank, like, trying... Thing. I'm like, where did this footage even come from? How did that... At May? At May. Like, yeah, on, in... Back in February. 
or something. Was it a Super Bowl Sunday? Yeah. Yeah. That would have had no relevance to me. I'm like, oh, yeah, right, football. But, uh, oh, and Frank <laughs> flew in from Toronto that day. So that's the footage. It's the day that we jammed with him. Wow. Yeah, so it's just really great. And, and, the, and then there's another one, uh, a Sunset Strip documentary. We're in that. We're in a bunch of stuff. And then there's a Slash... That Slash documentary, Born on the Sunset Strip or whatever it's called, that's out yeah. there. So people keep writing me every day with a picture going like, I saw you in this. Like five, three or four different like documentaries. And I'm like, oh, okay. They briefly go by. I bought them all on DVD in some form. Like, or, or I've gotten them all on DVD and I kind of put them in a pile somewhere and I go, someday my grandkids will watch this in a medium that does not exist in their time frame. But these <laughs> pieces of plastic... Your grandfather's on these. And they'll be like, uh, sure you are. <laughs> well, somebody just commented, Lori Lynn said, I own Horsey on VHS and DVD. Oh. Oh. Yeah, see, we're crossing Amazing. into uh, these different <laughs> forms. Uh, Gene Simmons Family Jewels together, too, Todd. We were on those, uh, on those TV shows yeah, with Bruce. With Bruce Kulik, that's right, yeah. Yeah, you can never get enough. So maybe uh, if if things get up and running this summer, Dave, maybe we'll have to film the uh, two-cumentary. Two-cumentary. Totally game. Yeah. Whatever happened to that thing? Remember in Edmonton when we we shot that thing for the documentary up there? Whatever happened with that? That became a podcast. Remember that? Oh, yeah. But he filmed everything. Yeah, I think he's probably eventually going to turn it into something as well. But that he, he turned it into a podcast, which is pretty cool, actually. And that's a different thing. You know what I like? Remember the day we were at the uh, in the hotel in the gym? <laughs> we were filming some stupid stuff. Um, I don't know how it it came about, but it was very impromptu. And next thing I know, we're working out on on gym machinery <laughs> in, in full leather gym machinery. Christmas, or you guys were really doing the yeah gym machinery. Gym machinery. Yeah. All right. So, Todd, back, <laughs> see, normally at this time of the night, I do my other podcast. It's called Whining with Darren. We just sit around and drink and complain about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So you, like guys, that. you know, we kind of got a yeah, mixed exactly. audience here. You know. <laughs> exactly. Darren comes in, makes an appearance. Yeah. <laughs> Refills exactly. your glass. Uh, uh, Todd shit Lipke says, yeah, where's Zach? Commenting about coffee. Yeah, well Todd's asking where's Zach. Well he, he should be on here too. I guess you know you guys want to fill in the uh, the honorary the honorary members that have kind of uh, as we talked about with Slash. I mean, we've, we've had a couple few. of guys come and go and uh, you know help out. Zach has filled in a bunch. Zach, I've known Zach since '92. Uh, Zach is an amazing, uh, talented guy and a lovely guy. We love him to death. He's filled in for Corey. And he's filled in for Corey, and he's filled in for sometimes. Shane. When Shane could make the show, Brent would go back on the drum kit and Shane would play bass and Corey would play guitar. But so Shane's been bass. in and out a few times. You mean Zach. Zach's been a few times. Pete Thorne, legendary guitar player from, uh, well, he's from Edmonton originally, but he's a, a Hollywood um, icon. He played with Chris uh, Cornell. Chris Cornell. Melissa yeah. Etheridge, I think, or something, was it? Yeah. yeah. He's filled on a bunch of stuff. Um, who else? I think that's probably it just to sort of like Neil Neil from Streetheart for us I mean we all grew up watching him him play so that was that was weird but amazing yeah Spider on Faith from Streetheart Lover Boy yeah several gigs with us as well Spider's 
family, really. That's you know, right, yeah. It was the best. So, again, everybody's, at, everybody's asking, you know, when do we get across Canada tour? I guess some places in Canada are feeling a little left out, but I guess it's safe to say that, I mean, if, if people aren't familiar with how the music industry works, it's really not so much up to the band as it is up to the promoters yeah. and the booking agents that are, uh, you know, going to reach out to you guys. And, and I guess what would the advice be to somebody living in a city or a town right now that wants to see you guys come and, and play? You're right. It's all, it would always kind of be whenever we put up like slash dates, it was always kind of like the immediate re reaction would be people like, "How come you're not coming here?" And I'd always be like, "It's not like like we've sort of decided to not go to your town. It's like that's never the case. It's sort of more a case of like um, for whatever reason, you know, venue wise or or promoters or whatever couldn't make a deal happen so we're not going to whatever town that is so we want to be everywhere we will play every single place on the planet if we can it just is a matter of like making that happen and orchestrating We've that really been good from vancouver through to winnipeg and then uh you know we've really been trying to get into like toronto now we've all played toronto with our other band but as Duke, we haven't played there yet so Toronto has been on the plan. I, and I know we actually have a gig booked, which I think is on hold. Uh, you know, and there's a lot of gigs in other cities played um, that are on hold right now. But yeah, up until recently, we had a pretty good looking, you know, May, June, July, August that had a, a bunch of gigs in, in places we hadn't played. Because we had definitely covered the prairies, you know, playing lots in Winnipeg. And of course, we got to play the, the Telemiracle. That wasn't that long ago, guys. We just played together in like a month ago, in March. Yeah. yeah, just like, so. Just so that month, being yeah. said, to to, to touch but, base I mean, on the always... miracle because again, there's probably a lot of people that are unfamiliar outside of, um, you know, that city or province. People don't realize what that was and and how big of a, a deal was that for you guys to go back home and do that. It was a really big deal for me and Corey. Corey and I. I mean, we, uh, it's actually a big deal for all of us. We raised like five, like helped to raise like five million bucks or something like that. It's like, it was staggering yeah. to imagine. But Corey and I both grew up in Saskatchewan, so we know it well. Like, it's basically a, a local telethon in Saskatchewan, Canada. Um, Regina sometimes and Saskatoon but other you, times. You both played it when you were younger. Yeah, Corey played it when he was like nine. I played it when I was like 14. There it is. That's the 44th. Tell I've got a picture up on the screen um, of you guys and the entire cast yeah. um, at the Telemiracle. So, yeah. that amazing. That's so crazy. Yeah. The um, yeah. How, where did you play when you were on there, Corey? When you were a little boy? I was in Saskatoon. Oh, okay. I was uh, nine years old. Wow. I sang "Hit Me with Your Best Shot" and <laughs> right back where we started from, and I had yellow cord bright yellow cords for pants wow. and this the biggest black little nine-year-old kid what's the second song wow uh right back where we started nightingale i think oh, did, did no one it never occurred to anybody to sing a guy song i guess because you were a little kid you had a high voice well, so they just gave you yeah I, my voice hadn't changed so <laughs> come on and hit me with the best shot I think we played, I played in Regina at the, the School of Rock there for the kids. In yeah. the original key. 
Right. We did. I played on there. I played in like, uh, I was 14 or 13, something like that. We played, I just played bass in this band. It was very surreal. No, and, and, and you raised a lot of money, of course. So we just had some a uh, little bit of an audio issue there because... Well, I guess, you know, we'll let you guys get back to uh, doing what you're doing, you know, sitting in your house and, um, yeah, let's make it a, let's make it a regular thing, you know? All right, gentlemen. Well, uh, it's been a great chat and, uh, you know, we, uh, we almost hit two hours, which again sticks with our, uh, you know, two talk Tuesdays at two for two. So, well, we're, yeah, we're dropping quality where we can tell the time, we can tell the time of day. I mean, everybody's getting on. So, um, that that and i think my son just came home with a playstation so he's hogging all the bandwidth all right gentlemen 